Today, as we begin our journey in ordinary time, we begin listening to the Beatitudes to kind of refresh and see where we have been in Scripture. We begin with Christmas here in the genealogy of Jesus through the line of David. And then we come to hear last week about how Jesus, how through John the Baptist, he calls us to repent, change our lives. And then we hear about the call of the disciples being chosen, being called by name by Jesus. And so today we hear the next part of his journey, which he then takes the disciples up to the mountain. So what is subtle and interesting is when we look at the Beatitudes, we look at it as a, a framework, a structure. Blessed are this, blessed are that. And you inherit, you gain this and gain that. And it's just something we kind of just glance over. But if we look at it in the framework of what it means to be a disciple, it begins to make sense. Because we see very clearly in the structure of the Gospel of Matthew, these are the first words Jesus instructs his disciples with. He takes them to the mountain and instructs them the Beatitudes. This subtlety really illustrates for us what we're meant to be and what we're meant to do as disciples. Disciples here is just not a follower of Jesus Christ. Because to follow someone means to give full assent, to trust in them, to live out what they teach, and to be transformed by it. And the subtlety is that transformation occurs and begins with the mountain. The mountain becomes a very significant point in the scripture passage is because the mountain is a place where one encounters the divine. If we look at it from a physical perspective, it is the highest point in the world. And therefore, to climb up the mountain is a journey of life to encounter and to experience the divine. But the next layer of subtlety is that discipleship, that mountain, is a reassurance and a redefinition of what we're meant to be. Because if we really understand Matthew, we have to understand the context of who he's writing to. He's writing to a predominantly Jewish community who understands the Old Testament very well. They understand the Old Testament, and so their challenge at this moment is they're waiting for the Messiah. They're waiting to encounter the divine, and therefore, who is that divine person? And like I mentioned at the beginning, that divine person is Jesus Christ himself. He is the son of David, the son of God, truly man and truly divine. He comes from the line of David and will rule the kingdom. So we now understand that this is an invitation for us to live a life of discipleship. So how do we look at this and understand the Beatitudes? I want us to listen to some of the Beatitudes again to really begin to understand what we're called to be, what we're called to do. 
Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are the merciful, for they will show mercy. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. But I want to frame it this way for us to better understand how our life as disciples are, very, are called. To be a disciple of God means we are the peacemakers. For as a disciple, you will be called the children of God. To be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you will be persecuted for the sake of righteousness. For there is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the disciples of God when they are insulted and persecuted for what you believe and utter every kind of ill and evil against you falsely because of who you believe. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Blessed are those who pour in spirit. Blessed are the disciples who trust in what I say and what I teach, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So now we see what the framework of our discipleship is, what we're called to do and to be. The challenge becomes for us today, what does that really mean for us? Because to be a disciple of Jesus Christ means to be blessed. To be blessed in its translation can mean to be happy, to gain happiness, to be trustworthy, to be glory by God, to be glory in perfection. So to be a disciple of God means to be restored back to one's original glory. And that original glory is to be in perfect and right relationship with God, to love him, mind, body, and soul. So how do we do that in this broken world? How do we do that when we are always driving and desiring for something that is not God? We desire power. We desire the next latest and greatest technology. We desire pleasure. We desire these things that aren't going to bring us happiness. I remember growing up as a kid, always having an iPhone in my pocket. But I was never really happy or satisfied because as soon as the next model came out, I was begging my parents for the next phone. But as soon as I had the next phone in my hand, within 48 to 72 hours, it was just like all my other phones, just sitting there, bored of it, not really happy with a new phone. Because we think and believe these things to bring us true joy, true peace, true happiness. But at the end of the day, these things put us into a vicious cycle of emptiness and nothingness. But the structure of the Beatitudes today show us what it truly means to be happy. Blessed are the poor in spirit. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? To be poor in spirit means emptying ourselves out to God, allowing God to enter into our lives. But to be poor in spirit, we have to know what is filling us. Just like a cup of water, 
What fills the cup is the water. And until we empty that cup by drinking it or pouring it away, can we fill it with more water? Our lives is very much that. How do we empty ourselves out to be filled more fully with Christ? To be filled more fully with his love? To be filled more fully with his peace? The problem is our glass is filled with our ego, our self-centeredness, our selfishness. And until we can empty ourselves out, until we can let those things out of our lives and free ourselves from that, can we truly allow ourselves to be filled? So to be poor in spirit means to empty ourselves of ourself. Blessed are those who mourn. When we think of mourning, we think of sadness, of sorrow. But this image of mourning is not one of sadness, of sorrow, but the recognition of our weakness, our frailty, and our brokenness in our lives. We recognize our suffering, the difficulties we have within our lives. And in doing so, that brokenness, that weakness in our life, we recognize the need for God's grace, and God's strength to penetrate the deep recesses of our hearts, the deep recesses of our lives, to help us through and overcome these challenges, these sufferings, these difficulties, because we can't do it on our own. Because in doing it on our own, we're not getting us anywhere except to turn ourselves constantly in this vicious cycle of nothingness. Blessed are the meek. When we think of meekness, we think of weakness. Because be, to be meek is synonymous to the word being timid, to being afraid. But in Scripture, this meekness is that of humility, emptying of oneself, not occupied with one's ego, losing of oneself and giving of oneself over completely where you are grounded in reality and empathy. In seeing those in front of us and loving those unconditionally without expecting or counting the cost. To relate with others and to know how they are feeling, how they are suffering. Walking with them, accompanying them, and journeying with them. So as, as we look at the Beatitudes, those are just three, the first three, the first three guideposts to our journey as disciples. The challenge for us today, my dear brothers and sisters, just like the audience of Matthew, this Jewish community, the struggle is, do we really want it? Just like the Jewish audience who understand the Old Testament, just like the, their ancestors, they were okay with power, they were okay with prestige, they were okay with pleasure, because it brought them some sense of happiness, some semblance of peace, some semblance of control and okay. But at the end of the day, if we look and read carefully through the Old Testament, they weren't really okay. They wanted more and more and more. 
which then at the end of the day led to their own destruction, their own failure, their own demise. But what Jesus is coming today to offer us is true happiness, is what's going to really bring us happiness and what it really means to follow Jesus Christ. So the question for us to really ask ourselves is do we want it enough or not? Are we going to follow him or are we just okay with where we're at? Amen.